Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Hey guys, this is Linda, and I'm so excited to share with you our next episode in our powerful series called Overcomers in the Help Club for Moms. And this series is based on the verse in Revelation, Revelation 12, 11, that says, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And Jesus says that in the end times, we're, this is how we're going to overcome. So we have the blood of the lamb, and this series is focused on the word of our testimony. And in Hebrew, the root word, the root word for testimony means to repeat, return, or do it again. So when you listen to a testimony, you're in essence saying, do it again, Lord. When we listen to testimony, it builds our faith, prophesies our own breakthrough, and shows us what is possible. And most importantly, it brings us into God's presence because he inhabits our stories. His glory is shown through our stories. And this is the power of testimony. It is the power to overcome. So as you listen to these testimonies, do so with an open heart and open hands to receive faith, hope, power, and the presence of God. Ask Holy Spirit to highlight things to you that you need in order to overcome. In every person's testimony, there are keys for each of us, keys to overcoming. So settle in with a cup of something delicious with your, with your companion and helper, Holy Spirit, and with the eyes and ears of your heart open and ready to receive. This is Overcomers. I'm here with my dear friend, Virginia, today, and she has a powerful testimony of supernatural provision of what to do when you just feel like there is not enough. So if any of you listeners today are struggling with lack in any area, I want you to pay attention because Virginia's story is so going to encourage you and inspire you. So Virginia, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. So um, I'm married. I have three children. And our family, we were missionaries overseas in a remote country in Asia for six years. And um, it was a great experience, but it was also a very trying experience that really caused us to have to really grow in our faith and trust God that He is who He says He is and that His Word is actually true. It's not just a story that I read out there, but it's a story that's actually living and alive, and it is applicable to my daily situation. And um, and so that was us six years over there and just really grown in our faith. Yeah. Amen. So I want to hear about a time where you needed supernatural provision and that God came through. So we, living overseas, we were in a season, we had uh, a major natural disaster in the country that affected the whole country. And just because of the location where we were at and some of the politics with our neighboring countries, uh, the border to the country was shut down, which meant most of the supplies that we needed for our daily life were getting cut off. So we could get local things, but our cooking gas, there wasn't a gas line to your house over there. So you have to go and buy a portable tank of gas to cook with every day. Um, Our cooking gas, uh, wood to heater homes, uh, just different foods that we were used to, those things had been shut off at the border and we were no longer able to get them. And so um, we kind of entered a season with my children being seven, five, and three of trusting God to help us to be able to cook and cook food for our kids and help us to be able to have some warmth in our house in the winter months and to just 
um, trust God that we were going to make it. And we not just make it, not barely make it, but we are going to be okay. And, you know, when your kids are little, that's hard because for me as a parent, I can go without a meal. You know, I don't need to go get some new clothes. I mean, I can sacrifice all day long for my kids because that's what God's put in our hearts as parents. But it's really hard to look in the face of a five-year-old or a three-year-old and say, I don't know what we're going to do for dinner. I can't cook. You know, and those are things that you want to have to say. But there are many people around the world that struggle with that. So we entered the season and of course, everyone's trying to grab as much supplies as they can up front, but there's just a limited amount. And so um, we would get these gas cylinders and they would last for maybe two or three months at a time, depending on how much you use them. And I just remember going, okay, I don't know when I'm going to get a new one. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a new one. This is what I have for the season. And so every day when I would go to make food, I would literally put my hands on that gas tank and say, Lord, I thank you that we will have enough gas until we can get more. Mm-hmm. I don't have any other option. There's nothing I can do to get gas. So all I can do is thank you that we'll have enough. And so we started through the season of the gas, our wood, um, petrol for our car at that time. We used petrol was the word we used, not gasoline over there. <laughs> um, and so we started this, and I remember our gas cylinder, it had been two months past its usual expiration. Like, it's yeah. still cooking away. It's still <laughs> cooking at night every day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to have enough until we get more. And again, nothing we could do other than hope someone gets a cylinder in town and a few would come across the border and you can pick them up. And I remember one day, it again, it's been two months overdue that this thing should have run out. And I'm just thank you, Lord. It's going to last. It's going to last. And I'm cooking. And my husband walks in the door at the front door and he yells, I'm home. Guess what? I found a gas cylinder. And the moment he said that, the gas on my stove went out. Wow. And I was like, you did. You kept it going until I could get it replaced. And it was just like the moment he said that, the cylinder went out and I was immediately able to replace it and continue cooking my meal. And so... You know, it's just one of those things where I couldn't do anything mm-hmm. except for trust God. And either he is going to do it, not because I'm perfect and because I have this great faith, um, but because he's good. And there were days that it was like, woohoo, we got this, Jesus, yeah, you're going to provide for us. And then there are other days I'd go to cook and I'd be like, oh, Jesus, please, please, please please don't let it run out. And I was scared. And so it wasn't always a moment. Like I wasn't always in this great faith. Right. I love that. That's reality, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And because my faith went back and forth or my emotions Mm -hmm. went back and forth, that didn't discount us from God helping us. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, like we can go, oh, you know, I ran out of faith today or my faith was low today or I had an emotional day. And then we're like, oh, it discounted us for God. his help. And um, it didn't. And so we had decided going into that season that um, as scared as we were, that we didn't know what we were going to be able to get, what we weren't going to be able to get, how long the season, we didn't know how long the season would last. Is this a few months? Is this going to be a year or two years? Mm -hmm. I mean, we just have no certainty to be able to plan appropriately. And my husband and I sat down and we were like, okay, this could be hard. Um, we need to make a decision now that we're going to do it and keep our hands open because we're not the only ones in this boat. Actually, there are a lot of people, this whole nation is in this situation and they are not sure how they're going to 
feed their families or cook their food. And many people started cutting down trees in their yards so that they could burn wood mm -hmm. in their yard to cook over a fire. Um, you could get little, like, like a, a pint of cooking oil you could get. Mm -hmm. And so twice a week, you could line up for three hours and wait in line to get your little pint refilled. And so you'd see lines at these stores because it's the only way people could cook food for their families. And, you know, when you got kids, you got to figure something out. So we were mm -hmm. so thankful that we, we had a gas cylinder to start with and that God let that run. And we just decided, though, like, we have to live with open hands because yeah. fear makes you want to just hold it tight. Right. Like, this is for us. We need it. Don't you know we need this? Like, we're going to run out. This is my backup. And faith says, God will supply my needs. And he can multiply a couple fish and a couple loaves. Right. Um, he can cause a coin to come out of a fish's mouth. So his provision or his source has nothing to do with what is around me in my house or what I have right now. It's It comes from him. Like, he can right. multiply anything. And he's unlimited. He's unlimited. Yeah. So um, we decided to keep our hands open, and I remember my husband got another cylinder, but our cylinder had to run out, oh, our second one. Yeah. So it's like, I want to hold it because, well, what if this one runs out and it doesn't last the extra months, right? I need the extra mm -hmm. cylinder. And we were just like, we can't do that. We, if God can make the first one last, he can make this one last. We know a family that doesn't have anything. There's this run out, and they have nothing. Wow. And so we went, and we gave it away. And then it happened a second time. He comes home with another one. <laughs> I got another one. And we're like, awesome. But this one hasn't run out. And there's another family. There's just run out when they don't have one. And so do I hold it? Because what if I need that next week? Mm -hmm. Or do I, again, trust that it'll last and I'll get a new one? And so we decide to give it away. Right. And so... And you helped the one in front of you. We helped the one yeah. in front of us. And that was the family in need that we heard of that day. You get the cylinder and you're like, oh... I guess I heard that they ran out last night and you came home today and we still have some. I guess we need to give it. And so it became that, you know, you, the first time you're like, oh, and the second time you're like, okay, we can do this. So we were able to start giving as he would get one. If we didn't need it, we would give it away. And it just, our gas just lasted. And there's wow. no explanation for it. Again, we were not super spiritual people that did everything right. I mean, we had our days, our moments, our frustrations, um, but it would just last. And so we just had to keep this posture of, okay, God, you will supply. The border is not my supply. The government's not my supply. What's in my pantry is not my supply. Mm -hmm. You are my provision, and you are not limited in how you will provide for us. You can cause it to fall from the sky. Right. You can cause it to like <laughs> show up at my front door. Yes. You know, like I have got to just decide that you are the provision, not wherever I think it needs to come from. And so we had the same thing with our water um, because the gasoline was less. We don't have water pumped to our homes there. So water has to be delivered, but you can't get it delivered as often because there's not enough gasoline for the delivery trucks to deliver. And so we would get to the same thing. Our water lasts this long, and when it's out, it's out. And water's harder to go with out than food. So we would have to, again, we'd make the phone call to try to schedule something. And they say, well, we'll get there in the next week. And you would just have to go, okay, Lord, I thank you that we won't want to run out of water. Like, mm -hmm. we will have enough water until we get more water. It's just going to supply. It's just going to multiply. It's just... It's going to be there. And just we'd have to trust God that our water supply wouldn't run out. And, you know, I, I'm the type of person, if I don't see it, then I don't get in fear. So I just wouldn't look. 
I would just be like, you know what? I know we're low. I don't know how low, but I know we're low. But it's easier for me to have faith if I don't go and see how low it is. And so I just wouldn't look. And then I would just thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we will have enough until it can get refilled. Thank you, Lord, that we will have enough until it can get refilled. And so um, one of the other things in that season was our Mm -hmm. firewood. And um, it's not easy to come by. We had finally, after three years, bought this little wood burning stove so we could heat a room in our house in the winter. And it would get really cold in the winter where you could see your breath in the house Mm -hmm. through part of the day because it's, it's just the way it is. I mean, it's normal there. You get used to it. But that was just what it was. So this gave us the ability to have one warm room in our house at night. So as a family, we would have a warm place to be before we got in bed. And so um, so this was really important to me because my kids are little. And at this point, you know, we went when they were six months, two and four. Now they're three, five and seven. And they're, you know, they're cold and they're walking around on these marble floors. And hmm. it's just, you know. You just want you just want your kids to be warm, right? You just yes. want them fed. You just yeah. want everything you can for your kids. And so we had this little pile of wood and it was to keep this warm. And because of the border being shut and the lack of supplies, any wood that was available, people were taking to cook with. Um, and I would half the time, if we started this up, I would try to cook on top of my little wood burning stove to save my gas because, yeah. you know, it's so precious. And there was a young couple and they were getting married and they were looking for some wood for their engagement party. And part of me is like, but you don't have kids. You guys put some jackets on. You know, like you kind of want to be stingy, like if you only do. And we were the only people that they knew that had some wood. And so they had asked us, hey, could we have some wood? We want to have this little gathering Mm -hmm. to celebrate our marriage and, you know, and I want to say, no, this is my wood. It is what we use to keep my kids warm. Mm. And if I need to, I also use it to heat stuff up when it's on at night so that we have warm water or we can quick heat this up. And um, I just, everything in me was like, I don't know. I don't want to give it to them. And I just felt the Holy Spirit was like, you need to give to everyone who asks of you. And I was like, but this isn't a need. This is a want. Like, you know, right? Like, if they were in need, that's different. This isn't a need. This is a want. And I don't want to give it. And I just felt the Holy Spirit was like, in my heart, saying, you need to give to everyone who asks of you. And so, with a grudging heart, <laughs> I just like, okay, Lord, I will do this. I will let them have some. And so, they came to our house and they, they gather up some wood and I'm like smiling on the outside and then they start gathering up a little bit more and then a little bit more and it's way more <laughs> than I was prepared to give them and for the season because I need my wood to heat up my house for my little kids so that they are warm and this is, you know, I can help. This can be something for us to cook with and it was very precious to me. This wood was very precious to me. And I didn't know if I could replace it. I don't know how long the season's going to last. And I just remember standing there. And on the outside, I'm smiling. Oh, I'm so happy for you guys. And on the inside, I am screaming because it's my wood. Yeah. God, this is for your babies. This is for my babies. (laughs) Don't you get it? You know, it's so, but we gave it. And um, I just was like, oh, God, okay. I'm choosing to be obedient, but it's really hard. And I'm scared. God, I am scared that I will not have enough. And so it was a huge step of faith. 
And you know, it's again, it's a pile of wood. It's not a big deal. But in that moment and that season, it just was so overwhelming that I would be giving something that was so precious to me at that moment. And so, you know, our pile of wood would get us through one winter season. So we're using it and it, you know, the, the wood was maybe four feet wide, three th feet deep, and then two feet in depth. So that's the size of the pile. And they took a bunch. And we finished that season and the wood just never ran out. And it was wow. one of those things I got done and I was like, uh, we shouldn't have any wood left, but there's still wood back there. So we go into the next year and we have supplies, we can get wood. And I look at the pile and I'm like, well, we don't need wood right now. We have wood. Wow. The wood pile for two years never went out. We never wow. ran out of wood. And I just kept going, but we've used it now. Like this wood mm -hmm. should have lasted maybe, maybe the rest of that first season. And now we're into three winters and yeah. I have not used up this pile of wood and I haven't had to replace it. And just like, God, that was such a hard thing to give. But when I did it, it was just like, I couldn't, we just couldn't use it up. And so by the time we left the country, when I went to sell this little wood stove, I had to require that whoever took it, took the wood pile because we couldn't get rid of it. Wow. And so it was kind of the joke of like the one thing I didn't want to give up was the one thing I couldn't get rid of at the end. Like they just, yeah. it just wouldn't go away. There and was so, so much abundance. It was so much abundance. Yeah. And it's not like the pile ever looked like it got bigger. It just never, it never ran out. It just like never ran out. Like the oil for the widow. Yeah. <laughs> it just was yeah. always there. And mm -hmm. it, so we kind of, we, we, we laughed about it later. Like, oh, it's the pile of wood that never runs out. Like someone just wow. take this wood. We can't get rid of it now. Um, but you know, it was a, it was an amazing season looking back on it to see God's provision. It was a hard season walking in it because I'm a parent. I want to ensure yeah. that I can control things and make sure my kids have it. And I couldn't do it. And maybe looking back, I think that might have been what was the easiest part is I had no way of making it happen. I had to trust God 100% without putting my hand in the mix and figuring it out. And well, if I do this, and if I do this, and then if I do this, mm -hmm. then God, you know, then I can make it work. Whereas in that situation, there was nothing we could do to make it work other than literally trust God. Just complete trust. 100% trust. And then choosing to thank him every day, especially in the times when, yes. you know, my emotions would get right. a hold of me. And I would just feel like, oh, I'm going to thank you. I'm going to thank you, Lord. I'm going to thank you. Yeah. Um, it's like renewing your mind and refocusing mm -hmm. on who he is and yes. thanking him for that. That's amazing. And then being obedient to be generous in a time of scarcity, mm -hmm. which is amazing. And it reminds me of that story where Isaac in a drought sowed his seeds and he reaped a hundred times harvest. Mm, yes. And then I see the abundance that came after that. So what an amazing testimony, Virginia. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being so real about even just the day to day and even not wanting to be obedient because that is really real, right? Yeah. <laughs> and just feeling all the pressures. So I'd love for you to close us in prayer. Um, just give us an impartation of that testimony of provision. 
Just, Lord, I just thank you that you are faithful, God. And you're not just faithful to some, you are faithful to all. And Lord, you said that um, you would provide all of our needs. Not just some, not just here and there, not sometimes, but you would provide all of our needs. And that, Lord, we can come to you and we can ask and you are a faithful God. And you are faithful to provide and to help us. And Lord, I just pray for every person listening. And Lord, I ask that you would remind them that you are faithful. And that, Lord, you are someone that they can trust to provide for them. And, Lord, in whatever season they're in or whatever they're experiencing, Lord, I pray that you would begin to open their eyes to see where you are in the midst. And, Lord, that they could actually begin to be thankful that you will take care of them. They don't have to know the details. They don't have to know the end. They don't know where have to know where it's going to come from. You're the God who supplies our needs. And Lord, I just pray that you would begin to encourage hearts and remind people that you love them. And as much as they care for their children, those parents are your children and you care for them. And I ask that you would meet them where they're at, that you provide for them in supernatural ways, and that you would remind them of your goodness. And Lord, I thank you if you will do it for me in my good days and my bad days, in my days full of faith and my days full of fear. If you'll do it for me, you'll do it for them. And I ask that you would do it for them. In Jesus' name, amen.